One, and we recording. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to season two of Good Friends, Good Luck from Kayla and Jordan. I'm Jordan. That's Kayla that you heard talking before me. You might have heard our voices before because we did an entire season. So you know what that means? This is season two of this podcast. But if you're new to joining us, welcome. Hello. This is a podcast all about relationships, commitment, intimacy, love, in our communities. Definitely check us out on Instagram. Our Instagram is at goodfriendsgoodluck. If at any point you have any questions, suggestions, thoughts that you want to send in to us by email, our email is goodfriendsgoodluck at gmail.com. We love to continue the conversation that we're having here on the podcast with you all in quote-unquote real life online. Um, so definitely interact with us. Let us know what you're thinking, how you're feeling. We'd love to hear from you. Yes, we is here for season two. We about to kick it off. So what's up, Jordan? <laughs> with the double bomb y'all niggas. <laughs> <laughs> um. So what's up, Jordan? <laughs> We're just gonna get y'all a little acclimated for season two. Some of the stuff is gonna be re- has been recorded before this episode, so we'll be going back, jumping back in time. Then we'll probably be jumping forward in time in those episodes and assessing what we heard and re- going over those things from a different perspective. Because me and Kayla. Um, <laughs> are, are not together anymore. That was so drama. <laughs> that was so drama. Yeah. What you want me to say? Like, <laughs> so at the end of season one, I don't even remember where we left off, but we had a little bit of a break before recording season two, and our whole idea was, you know, to really spend the time like talking to more people on the show, um, which we did a lot of between in our downtime. So. I think what Jordan was talking about in terms of like jumping forward, jumping back is that some of some of what we recorded on our podcast was recorded like a few months ago. Um, and we, we actually broke up like a month and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Almost two months ago now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so some of the stuff that was recorded while we were still together that kind of has a little bit of a different like tone or tensor. I even think like listening back to those episodes, I feel like I feel differently about some of those things altogether. Mm-hmm. Just because like we're in a different place. Yeah. I don't think that's what's going to happen. I mean, it's definitely some things that we that I've heard myself say and all the things that I've ever said. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'll look at old tweets or old Instagram posts. I'm like, I don't really feel that way anymore. And I think that's going to be even more amplified because we talk so much from this podcast. So, mm-hmm. and, and as I, I'm, I'm actually excited for that change to, yeah, to, to use this as a time capsule. And because, I mean, yeah, things will change. And as we know, me and Kayla have broken up. So it's, Things are going to change in a big way and also a small way. So it's about learning and growing and doing those things and taking that time to acknowledge and reflect. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who are new to, you know, knowing, listening to, hearing me and Jordan, um, what's important about this is that we've been friends now for almost 11 years. Long time, long time. Long time. So, I don't know. I think it's been interesting because, like, recently, like, everybody knows us. Mm-hmm. You know, like, all of our friends know us. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in the last couple months, um, you know, people have been like, well, how's Jordan? And, you know, we didn't make, like, no big announcement or it wasn't no big, like, I'm deleting all this nigga's pictures off my Instagram. Mm-hmm. Like, we didn't have that moment. So, you know, in the last couple months, some people have asked, like, how's Jordan? I've been like, oh, Jordan's great. We broke up. Mm-hmm. And people are, like, always like, oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Like, what? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And I'm like, it's cool, though, because we've been friends forever. Mm-hmm. It's not like a, I don't know. It's not like a thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, 
I wouldn't say it's not a thing. I think there's definitely a difference in our relationship and I just wouldn't say that it's been wholly negative. I think that's mm-hmm. what people kind of expect when you right, say right, breakup. Right. It's that's like, true. it's, oh, what, well, what happened? Or yeah. what, it, what what was it? What was it? And it's kind of just like, well, a thing happened. Mm-hmm. And it kind of was already in the midst of kind of a schism in our relationship where we were already kind of drifting apart in a way. Or mm-hmm. Thinking of taking a break in this and trying to figure that out and for both of us. And I think those, those sometimes... The universe just nudges you, you know, and pushes you in, into into a direction that you might not have been ready for at the moment, but might be the, what's what's best. Yeah, I think I don't know. I've been thinking a lot about like, um, just kind of like in reflecting back. I've been thinking about like, why did we break up? Like I don't know, because I think that's the thing when people ask when people ask like, why did you break up? I don't know. I feel like I've been having a hard time pinpointing a reason, but I think like it's important that we talk about it here because I think like that's what this podcast is about is how we sort of move through different points in our relationship and something that's always been important to us is that we ride the waves Mm -hmm. of our dynamic and our relationship and make sure that we're not fitting ourselves into a box of any sort of relationship structure just because it's always been super important to us that like we are here for the betterment of one another that's you know that has a lot to do with how our friendship started and you know it's been a lot about riding the waves so I think you know I think if I had to pinpoint like why we broke up or, like, what happened? What was the thing? I would say that, and feel free to let me know if you agree or disagree, but I think the big thing, so we were together for probably about close to two years, not mm-hmm. quite two years, but together for about two years, dating for a little bit, maybe, like, six months before then. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think a big thing is that for as much as our transition from friendship to a relationship was easy in some ways because we know a lot about each other and what we like to do, what we didn't like to do, how we like to communicate, how we didn't like to communicate. I think there were conversations that we didn't realize that we needed to have necessarily about what we wanted our relationship structure to look like and what were the things that sort of to us felt like meaningful things in a relationship. And I think as we were in our relationship, we found ourselves almost like working backwards to try to have those conversations realizing mm-hmm. like, oh shit, we didn't know what we didn't know. We didn't know we needed to have this conversation. Mm-hmm. And it often just kind of felt like spinning wheels almost, like mm-hmm. in mud. And it felt like, I don't know, I think for me it kind of felt like, it felt like we just kind of hit pause on our relationship and our friendship because it was just like, we didn't know which way to go and we didn't know, at some points we didn't know what direction was the right direction. Like where we still trying to be committed to a romantic relationship where we're really just trying to bounce back to friendship because that was the thing we knew that was strong and that was working and you know trying to figure that out while we're in the midst of it and already have an idea of what our relationship structure was at the time was like a really hard thing to do and it just it got to a big moment of like okay we definitely we definitely gonna have to think about this Mm -hmm. and I think it it kind of just there was just a, a separation. Like, it mm-hmm. was just a... I think we both agreed. I think at the at the point when we broke up, I think you kind of talked to me about what was going on, and I talked and, and I talked back a little bit. And in the moment, I couldn't really express. Like, I kind of just agreed. Mm-hmm. And I think I think I just... I think because I... I, I think because I just agreed, it was kind of like I didn't say anything, but it was just because I really just agreed. And I think... I think for, for the first time in a while... <laughs> We had just agreed. Mm-hmm. Like, we was kind of just like, yeah, that's exactly what you do. Yeah. 
And it wasn't no like, mm, no, maybe we shouldn't, maybe we should not make it. It was like, no, like, we are kind of struggling in this. And this is not making either of us happy as we could be, you yeah. know? Yeah. And, and it feels, I don't know, I guess, like, to us, we know what we're talking about. But I'm just thinking, like, to everybody listening who don't necessarily know what we're talking about, it's like, I know it kind of sounds like abstract when we're thinking, sort of reflecting back now. So I want to make sure we kind of, like, maybe ask some meaningful reflection questions of one another to sort of get to, like, just the process. Not necessarily, like, all the content or the details, but definitely the process that we move through. Because I think it can be hard to, like, really wrap our heads around if, well, our heads are wrapped around it. But, you know. I think, I want to be honest, and I think one big moment that I want to talk about was we were you had came back to Philly for something you were when when you was down the, we had the Airbnb downtown. What were you do, What were you here for? I don't think it matters. It was, you, was here, you was here for something, but it was I'm just trying to remember. What, what, that was like March, maybe February. You was here. I don't know. You was here, but we started because we we actually had recorded an episode with Kim and Kwan, and then after we tried to have a conversation about moving, like you're about to move. And that conversation to me was kind of like the point where I was like, I think we should stop here. Because we were trying to talk about it and we kind of just didn't get to anything. Like you were saying, I don't know where I'm going to be at. And I was kind of like, I know I want to be in Philly. Mm -hmm. And we kind of just ended at that. And at that point, I was like, we kind of have to talk about this or and if we don't, it's not going to get anywhere. And then we didn't get anywhere. And I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of the point for me where I was like, are we going to keep doing this? Mm-hmm. Are we going to keep not talking about it? Or we... And for a lot of things in our relationship, it was that same question. And it was like, okay, well, let's, let's keep going. And I think a lot of times I kept going mm-hmm. and kept going and kept going and not really questioning it. So I kind of want to ask you, what was, did you have a point where you was like, a point you remember where you were like, okay, maybe not the, not the actual point where we did it, but the point where you was like, okay, this is the point where we should stop. Well, I think that's a, can I respond to what you said first? Yeah, for sure. I think that's interesting that you kind of bring that up because I think in that conversation, that's not, I didn't leave that conversation thinking that. When we had that conversation several months ago, that was in March. Yeah. I didn't know where I was going to be going. So mm-hmm. it wasn't necessarily that I was going to be going anywhere. Like, mm-hmm. I could have been back in Philly, you know? And mm-hmm. we were sort of just kind of having, like, a big picture conversation of, like, you know, as I'm finishing up grad school and thinking about where I could go, I could be anywhere. And it was more a thing of, like, let's name this. Let's let's put this just into our, our pot of consideration. That's what we always kind of metaphorically say. Like, put this in the pot of things to consider. And what this could look like, what this might look like, if this is something that's important to this book, important to us what do we actually want this to look like if it does end up that I live somewhere further than the distance that we already share now um and so for me like when you say are we just going to not talk about this there was nothing to talk about because we could have gone through every single possible scenario but there was not there wasn't even like a like a small selection of items that could I could be choosing from you know like at that point I had no idea I just knew that I was doing a national job search so in the in terms of like, are we gonna talk about it? I didn't really feel like we at that point had anything to talk about. It was definitely more of a, we'll have to cross that bridge when we get there. In terms of there's not 
a concrete way to talk about something that right now is still so far out and so unknown. So it's interesting that like you kind of had that moment of that point that you're saying that you were like, okay. I think the big thing is that I think we talk, we talk about this a lot. It's like, just something I kind of brought up earlier in our relationship. was like, are we planning to be apart or are we planning to be together? Mm-hmm. And that was, in that conversation, it was kind of like, oh, we aren't planning to do anything. Like, we are not planning to do anything. You're planning what you're doing and I'm planning what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, was like, okay, this isn't, like you said, like you said earlier, like, this isn't what I expected of a relationship. Mm-hmm. I, I expect to, we plan to be together. So whatever we was we was about to do, we was about to do it. So that w- that was kind of what I was expecting out of the conversation. And I and I think over the course of our relationship, I understand that I didn't kind of communicate my expectations in, in that way. Mm-hmm. Just because I didn't want you to feel locked into what I was expecting. Yeah. I kind of just wanted you to be you, but also like, but every time I felt like I did have an expectation or did want something, it felt like you felt pressured, and I just didn't like making you feel like that. Mm-hmm. And like, even though my boundary is this it's like i don't want you to feel like oh my boundary is a law or my boundary is a is this because it's not it wasn't that it was more that i just wanted to plan with you and i wanted to do that with you Mm -hmm. and i think that's that was probably one of the more fundamental differences in our relationship is like for you it's very important that like for the most part our relationship looks pretty traditional whereas for me i'm kind of like well, I mean, if we live in different cities, I think that's what happens when you have two people who do very different things and, like, our careers take us to different places, our life circumstances take us to different places, you know, like, we're, I think in modern times, like, we have this phenomenon of people moving further away from home than they ever had before, you know, because we have new technologies, which just make it easy for us to get places, literally easy for us to find jobs in other places, and mm-hmm. we're kind of, like, among the first generation to really be going somewhere different. Like, in a large, on a large scale, you know? So, for me, I think in a, in a relationship, I'm not so committed to, like, well, if we're in a relationship, we're supposed to live in the same city. I'm more so, like, if you're the person that I'm trying to do this with, you're the person I'm trying to do this with, and, like, we'll make it work no matter what happens kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that was always very much one of the fundamental differences that we had, where I was kind of like, well, I mean, we don't need to decide right now what we're going to do, because that does feel locked in. Like, if we just followed the example of a job, like... If I decide I'm going to come to Philly, then that's my only option for a job, you know, which is very different from me feeling like I had the expansive opportunities to apply to a lot of different places and really sort of think about what my next step is going to be. And so it doesn't, to me, it doesn't mean like that I don't care about our relationship. It more so means our relationship will just take a different shape if I live somewhere else. Yeah. And I think that's like, I mean, that's still the case. Like even as friends, that's still the case, you know, Mm -hmm. so that... That's to me. That's just kind of like a. I was gonna say objective truth, but we just had that conversation about how it's no objective truth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I think to answer your question about like, was it a moment that I knew? I think for that same that following that same line of thinking, not really, mm-hmm. not really, because my whole thing was always like, well, you're my person. You're the person I've always enjoyed doing things with, having conversations with, thinking with, feeling with. You know, so it. I think even when we had hard times, for me, it was always kind of like, okay, what needs to shift in our relationship for us to handle this better or to think about this differently or just for this not to be, this thing not to be an issue anymore, you know? So I don't, I don't know. It's hard to look back and think in hindsight, like what, was there a moment? Cause I don't really think, I don't really think so. 
I think the bigger thing that I did feel in our relationship was feeling like, and I don't think this was entirely because of our relationship, but I think just over the last few months, maybe last, I don't know how many months, but definitely since the start of this year, I've been thinking a lot about, especially since I have had so much going on, like finishing up grad school and thinking about moving and what that even means for family and just all the different things. I've, I have been feeling a lot like I need to be very, 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 very clear with myself about what I want, what's important for me, what my what my short-term goals are, what my long-term goals are, because everything is going to change once I finish grad school, you know? Um, and so I think in a lot of ways, I felt like, I, I feel like, you know, at different points, like I have been struggling with sort of answering that question over the last few months like what do I actually want like there's all these options like what is the one thing that I actually want you know and I think that's a hard thing to do when I'm when like as a person in a relationship thinking also about what another person wants and like you know trying to make that decision for yourself while also thinking about so many different people is super tough and that that definitely was something that I was struggling with Mm -hmm. in recent past Mm -hmm. and I think that's a big thing that I've also struggled with with like me deciding, like, I want to go back to school. And I kind of decided this a while ago, and i kind of just been having a lot of, like, well, if I go back to school, then I can't do this, and I have to sacrifice this, and I have to not do this, and can't spend this time with this person, I can't do that with that person. And thinking a lot about that, and I think that's something that we all go through of, like, if I make a choice, mm-hmm. do I just think about how it's going to affect me, or do I think about how it's going to affect my environment? Mm-hmm. And it's like, as a, I'm a, I'm a whole dad. So, like, I have to think about how it's going to affect my environment. And then as a, as a lover, I, th- I think about how it's going to affect my environment. How it's going to change the things that I'm doing. And I think at the point where I decided I was going to go back to school, I was very much in the mindset of, like, this is a me decision. Mm-hmm. For the first time in a while, I made a me decision of, like, all right, this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And then even to this day, I'm still not as far along the process as I want to be, but at the same time, I know very very sure in my head what I want to do. And I think I am taking those steps as slowly as I am taking them. I am taking those steps every day to get myself ready, get myself prepared, physically, mentally, emotionally, prepare for this thing, this big this big test. I'm like, I think, I think every day I have this thought of like, if I start school today, I might be 27 when I finish. I might be 28 when I finish. Mm-hmm. And like... That is very much a thing that, like, I don't, I didn't, I can't think about where Kayla's going to be when I'm 28. Mm-hmm. I can't think about where my mom's going to be when I'm 28. Because none of us know. Exactly. So it's like, I can't try to factor y'all, y'all four years from now. It's already hard to factor y'all in today. Mm-hmm. So it's already, so I already know that, like, when I'm making this decision, I have to think about Jordan now. Mm-hmm. And not always Jordan at 28, because I, I only can really worry about Jordan now. Yeah. That that concept to me almost feels like like that doesn't go away, Mm-mm. you know. And I think the the part of being in relationships with people is almost that trust of like I mean I like I want to be transparent with you about you know when I'm making decisions. It's hard for me to predict everything that might be true five years from now, but. I'm trying to make the decision that's right for me and, and by extension know that like that will be the right decision for us, you know, and almost kind of like a thing of I need you to trust me that like if I'm making the right decision for me, then like I will be the healthiest when I come into our relationship, no matter if it's a romantic relationship, sibling relationship, friendship, like 
we, you know, back back to our, our listeners from last season. Y'all know the thing that we be saying is heal yourself, heal your community, right? And a big part of that is like self fulfillment, self awareness is a very important prerequisite to having very fulfilling relationships, you know. So I think it's almost kind of like the bigger question of like maybe I guess what did we learn. What have we learned? What do we continue to learn? And ne- navigating that with one another that informs how we would do this over the course of the rest of our life. Because that part is not going away. Mm-hmm. You know? I think, uh, and very, very true. And I think as we move forward in life, I think, like you said, it don't go away. And it's also going to get harder. Because mm-hmm. we're going to have more commitments. More things, yeah. yeah it's going to be more things. It's going to be... An extra kid. Yes. Or a dog. <laughs> or this house that I have to mm-hmm. move out of. Or this... Mm-hmm. My landlord. Like, my neighbors. Like, all these things that just are going to influence you even more. And it's it's kind of just about calming that noise outside. And, like, mm-hmm. trusting mm-hmm. yourself. And Absolutely. I think it's, it's so hard to do that relationship. It's so hard. Because, like, you're hearing this voice. This other voice. All the time. You're literally talking to this person all the time, and you, you can't not hear their voice. You can't you can try and say, I don't want to talk to you for a week while I make the decision, but that's not always going to go over well. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to have to hear this voice that is that you do plan on spending a future with that is, if there's a future, then that person is going to be with you, parallel with you on this future. Mm-hmm. And I think that is the big thing that is tough about making big decisions, and I think... As when we broke up, I think you were making a big one of the bigger decisions of your life. And I was also going through a lot of things with myself of like, I have to work on me mm-hmm. and find what's happy for me because wasn't happy. Mm-hmm. Just wasn't. And it was just a lot of like trying to appease, trying to please people. And, and honestly, mainly you. It was trying to be this person for you and not always being able to show up for myself. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think, not to move on too far, but I think the big thing I learned over when we broke up is that I love being in Philly. Mm-hmm. And over these past two years, I have not been in Philly. Mm-hmm. But I love my city so, so much. Mm-hmm. And I haven't been able to work in my city as much as I want to. And, and if I was coming back to Philly, I would be coming back and then leaving immediately and just, just kind of just not being in my place. And as much as I love traveling, I mean... I love D.C. You hear me say that all the time. I love D.C. I love a lot of different cities. And I've been with you been a lot of places. And I'm just like, I do love to travel, but I love home. Mm-hmm. And that has, I didn't know that that was one of my boundaries. Until, I, I think, until, I, I want to be clear that when you say the word boundaries, I think what you mean to say is one of your needs. Like a need that you have. A need is different than a boundary. Like a need determines what a boundary might be. But a boundary is like, the thing that facilitates the need being met. So when you say, like, you want to spend time at home, that's more like a need that you have. Yeah. And then I guess the boundary would be set is, like, I can't be... I can't leave here. Well, not I can't leave here. No, but, but like, not I can't leave, but I can't live anywhere like, else. I can't so, be yeah. spending a lot of time somewhere else. That's one of my boundaries. Is like, I cannot be doing that. I cannot be doing this. It's, but it's not about what you can't do. It's about what you need to do. So if it's... If your need is, like, to spend time in Philly, it might be saying, like, I need to be in Philly three out of three out of four weekends in a month. You know? Or, like, I need to live in Philly full time. Yeah. But not, like, I can't go. No. I don't know. It just has a different kind of 
Totally. For sure. I think the big thing is that I've realized over this past month and a half, like, I don't want to really live anywhere else right now mm-hmm. in between my life. Yeah. My son is there. The, the place I want to go to school is there. A lot of my friends are there. I built a, I built a big thing there. And traveling, traveling with the support of my city, like, knowing that back home I got that support and knowing, bringing that Philly confidence anywhere I go is kind of the, the, the big thing that I've been feeling. It's like, Absolutely. I want this, I, I bring this Philly confidence everywhere, but if I'm never in Philly, I don't, I can't say that. Mm-hmm. And it's something I was talking about last week on Twitter. It was like, I miss being, like, as much as I really don't like being a part of group art shows, I miss doing that work in the city, you know? I miss going out and meeting people in this way. Even if it's sitting, sitting next to my art for three hours, I miss doing that. I miss meeting people, meeting other artists, talking to people in, in, the, in the artist's community. Because if somebody asks me now, like, somebody recently asked me, how is the art, art scene in Philly? I'm like, for real, I'm not the person to talk to. And I hated that. I hated not being the person to talk to about that. I loved, I loved when I knew who was the, the artist to talk about or knew what, what the, the pop-in event was. Just because this is my place. This is my home. And this is what I want to... Yeah. This is my safe, safe space and I don't even know it anymore. Yeah, yeah. And I just felt like I was losing myself and just not being happy. And I, I, I couldn't pinpoint it for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, what's so funny is... Just hearing you say that, I think it's so funny in hindsight because I, in our, when we were still together, I was always kind of like, be in Philly more. Like, you don't have to be here every week. You know, like, it would be sometimes where I was like, oh, like, you're coming up again. I didn't realize you'd be coming up so soon. And I think, to me, I was kind of like, well, I don't care because, like, I'm, I'm going to work regardless. Like, for me, nothing changes so much because when you come up to New York, it's like, well, I'm going to work. I'm going to class. It, for me, it's just the difference of, like, do I get to come home and have dinner with you or not, you know? Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, I always was kind of like, you know, you could, like, be in Philly more. And I think we had talked at one point, too, about, like, spreading out the number of visits that we were having the week in, over the course of a month, for example. But mm-hmm. we had got so in tune with... I think one thing that is convenient about being long distance between Philly and New York is that it's super easy to get back and forth. Mm-hmm. And when we caught on to how easy it was to be back and forth, we were mm-hmm. just kind of like, oh, okay, well, like... Jordan, if you can work anywhere, then, like, you might as well just come up, and then we can spend that time together, and mm-hmm. I think that was kind of one of the unintended unintended side effects that we hadn't really talked about, and I think that that first week or two after we broke up, when you were so, like, at home and, like, really spending time with your friends and really just, like, doing the things that you love to do, I was so happy, and I felt, like, so relieved because you had, like, it was just, and this is the thing, like, as your best friend... Like, seeing you be yourself again was the thing that I was wanting for you for so long. Mm. You know, like, I think in our relationship, there were so many moments that I had to say, like, okay, well, Jordan, what do you want? And, like, what, like, it's not about what you want to do for me or what you think I want you to do, but, like, what do you want? And, you know, it's hard because if I say to you, like, oh, well, like, maybe, you know, you should just spend this week in Philly and, like, not come up this week. I think a lot of times you heard that it's like, oh, so you don't want me to come up this week? You know, and really what I was saying is like, no, I want you to feel as happy as I saw you feel. And those those first couple weeks when you mm-hmm. was just like in the city, I was like, oh, Jordan is back. Like Jordan is Jordan is like feeling himself, like literally like feeling yourself at home, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And I think the big thing, because the, I've done long distance basically all of my relationships, like most of my relationships have been long distance and nothing, it, Nothing is really fun for me about long distance. Like, 
the talking to the phone, I really don't like doing it all the time. Like, I'd rather just come home and mm-hmm. you be here. Mm-hmm. I, I like that. I don't like having, or you, you about to get off work? All right, let's link up. Yeah. You know, like, I don't, I don't like the having to talk to keep, to keep the rapport. Like, mm-hmm. having to have a conversation at lunch. Like, it's cool. Yeah. But, and I think, last year, you were really struggling with it. Like, I remember a, a phone call, like, I'm really struggling with this long distance thing. And I kind of reacted in, like, my first reaction was, like, because of let who I am. Yeah, my first reaction was, like, well, let me come up. I can book this ticket every week if you need me to. I yeah. Can, I will do this every single week. And we kind of was, like, we kind of didn't do every week. We kind of was, like, all right, let's do every two weeks. And then it kind of, like you said, became the habit of it. And it was just, like, it. we kind of didn't reassess all the time of, like, the needs. And then I just kind of became, like, well... I want to be. I want to be with you anyway. Yeah. And being apart from me is hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So it's just like for me, it was just more so like, not that, not that, I felt super obligated to be here. It was more that this is kind of where just where I wanted to be at. Yeah. Not and not even that it was here. It was with you. Yeah. And I think you know, for as well intended as it was, I think the point that I got, I got to a point in our relationship where I did kind of feel like. You know, even with that extra effort that we were putting in to, like, make sure we planned well for our weeks together and stuff like that. Like, it didn't teach me anything about how to be apart when we were still inevitably apart, you know? Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I think every time you ask the question, like, are we planning to be together? Are we planning to be apart? It was always kind of hard. It's hard because, like, even if you're planning to be together, you're never, never 100% together with someone. Like... You are still a person on your own, you know? And that's why, I don't know, I think kind of putting them at that binary is, I don't know, it just doesn't recognize the person within the relationship as much as I would like it to. Because mm-hmm. it's like, even if even if it's like we're together, married, living under the same roof, sleeping in the same bed every night, it's like there's still the apart that comes when I go to work or when, you know, we're... When you're hanging out with a friend and I'm hanging out with a different friend, like, a different friend, like we still have to know who we are apart more or less you know so it I think I definitely had a moment and I think I think that was kind of the big thing for the first couple weeks after our breakup that I was kind of like fuck what am I gonna call like what am I what am I do like who am I watch this show with who I'm gonna talk to this thing about and I think what was particularly hard was just the feeling of like well even before me and Jordan dated like you would have been the person I called Mm -hmm. because that's what our best friendship looked like like if I when I got off of work, I would be like, "You're where you at? I'm around the corner. What you doing?" Kind of mm-hmm. thing, you know. So it, it for me, I kind of felt like, well, like this is what our best friendship looked like. So I'm gonna pick up the phone and I'm gonna call you. And I think in those first couple of weeks of just like figuring out like what that, again, I think especially because we realized that an issue that we had in our relationship was not really communicating what our needs were and being able to establish boundaries to facilitate those needs. I think. We both were, like, in some part of our minds thinking, okay, well, like, we need to be clear about what we want this to look like now on this side of it so that we don't fall into the same trap, but just, like, in a different way kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So I think the question I've been... The question I really want to ask is, like, what has been... I don't know, like, your favorite part of breaking up? (laughs) It's so funny when I ask it like that. But, like, what has been, like, your favorite, I don't know, moment or lesson or just, like, new way of living since, you know, we broke up a couple months ago? I'm just been free. I think that's been a big thing is like not having to do anything. Mm-hmm. Not having to go to New York on a Sunday and not having to come back to Philly any time. Like 
being free. Just being free and not having to. And I think we actually had this conversation like very soon after our breakup. And you was you kind of was upset with me because I wasn't texting you back or stuff like that. And I'm just like, well, I don't have to anymore. And I think that was the big thing. It was like you kind of expected me to just to want to. And it's not that I didn't want to. It was more like for all the times that I for all the times that like we we. For all the time you were texting me during, during those two weeks, it wasn't that I didn't want to text you back. It's just that I didn't have to. And then if I, if I at any point felt like I was obligated to, I kind of just negated that feeling. You know, so, uh, th- this that's still so mind-boggling to me because I don't feel like you ever had to. Like, I never would have said, like, you have to text me back. You know, like, I thought that even in our relationship, it was something that we wanted to do. So I didn't really understand. Not even. And I think this is something that came up for us so often where I would always kind of be like, well, I, ne- like, I never said that that's what you have to do. Like, I thought that you did that thing because you wanted to do it. And you would be like, no, I'm only doing this thing because I thought that's what you wanted me to do. And it was just kind of like a mismatch there. It's more, it's not that, it's not even that, it's not even that it's a have to thing. It's like. I want to see you happy, and I want to see you feel good, and I want to see, so by by any means. So, but the the big lesson though is that what makes me happy is you wanting to talk to me, not you talking to me because you feel like you have no, to talk. Not to even, me. not even just, not even just having to talk to you is the big thing. It's more like, but like it, just like across the board though. Yeah, yeah. Like not doing even, what you want to do is what makes me happy because I'm your friend. But that. Kind of that doesn't always ring true in relationships. I think a lot of people talk about that or, or have that idea of like, well, if you just did what you wanted to do, that would make me happy. And it's like a lot of times where I did what I wanted to do, you were not happy. Like, I don't have the receipts, <laughs> but I think I receipts. But but Jordan, I do think, and and this is not so. This is we've sort of like waded back into the waters that I was moving away from when I asked what has been your favorite part, but just in terms of like sort of reflecting on those lessons, I think there is a big lesson here that a lot more often than not, I was happier to see you doing the things that you wanted to do than seeing you be in my living room unhappy. And I'm like, well, then why are you here? Like there were so many moments of you doing something that you thought that you had to do for me that I was kind of like, that's never what I asked for. And I would rather you not do that and just be happy because then our relationship is better for it. And I think, you know, you're saying, like, I think that's something that people want in relationships that really they don't want. But I'm telling you right now, that's something that I always wanted in our relationship was for you to be happy. And that is something that still to this day, because I'm your friend and because I love you and I respect you as a person, that for me, like, I don't, what truly makes me happy is, like, you being happy. Very true. I just think that a lot of times I did not feel safe doing what I wanted to do. Like, I didn't feel really comfortable with it. Like, I, it was... I give, One big example was um, one time I was going over one of my friend's houses, a, a woman, in one of my best friend's houses, and I told you about it. I told you when I was going. I knew... I knew I, we talked about it, communicated about it. And then before I go, it's like you, you asked a question of me, which was like, when are you going to not do this anymore? And at that point, I was like... Well, what do you mean? This is a this is my friend. This is one of my best friends. Like I'm just hanging out. Like, mm-hmm. and that was kind of the point where I was like, I, 
I thought that I could do this. Mm-hmm. I thought that this was okay. This is something I've always been doing. I've always done this. And this is like one of the big, my, one of my basic needs. Hey, chilling my friends one-on-one is one of my basic needs. Mm-hmm. And when, we t- when, we, when that happened, that kind of was like a switch in my head. And then it kind of caused a schism between me and that friend because now I have to go home early. Or now we only have a set amount of time to talk because I don't feel comfortable being over there because you are like you cried before. So it's like, I don't want to make you cry. So I'm like, how do I navigate? How, do I, do, who do I cho- Like now I have to choose. And it's like, I never wanted to have to choose between my friends and my friends. And at that point, I felt like I had to choose between my friends and my friends. And I, that was very early in our relationship. And I just didn't always know how to navigate that thing after that point. Yeah. And what's interesting about that is that even still, like, in reflection, it was never that I didn't want you to do the things that you enjoyed doing. It was more so that at that point in particular, I did not feel connected to you. That was, like, very early into me living into New York City and us dating, which is, like, just bad timing in terms of a start of a relationship. Mm-hmm. And really what I was asking was, like, which I don't, which I think... I have, like, more language to communicate now than I did then. But it was definitely more a thing of, like, I don't feel connected with you, but, like, every night you're at a different friend's house. Or, like, three out of five of the nights that you don't have Blaze where we could talk, like, you have something to do. And, like, the only time that I'm home to talk is at nighttime. And so if we want to have a meaningful conversation, like, when is it going to happen? And I think it was really more a request for connection than it was, like, a thing about that friend who I love and like have never really had an issue. And I think even in that conversation when I was, I very very distinctly remember in that communication feeling like I don't have a problem with this and not being able to identify what my actual need was and what, like what I was trying to really communicate. You know what I mean? And I think that's been a big lesson for me too, of like recognizing that we don't always have the language right away. And and this is why it's so important for me that we don't have to have every conversation like right now. Because sometimes I don't know. Like sometimes I just need to process and get back to you and say like, okay, this is what I was actually thinking about. And I realize that like sometimes when we have a conversation in the moment, it ends up being a bigger thing or like something becomes a scapegoat that's really not it, you know? So I think that's definitely a big lesson that I would take and I, I guess I would give to other people too like just in terms of relationships generally I think something that I've noticed about myself is like what I need in terms of processing my emotions because I'm not a natural like emotional thinker I'm definitely more of a logical thinker so especially when I'm having an, an emotional reaction my logic brain comes in and I'm like that's not even logical like why do you feel that way Kayla that's a stupid way to feel because that's not logical like A plus B doesn't get you to hear to see you know like mm-hmm. this is far left kind of thing and so I think that's a big thing that I've been learning over the last couple of years is like I don't need to have that conversation right away because I don't want to make a problem out of something that's not a problem and then the whole time after two years after that you're thinking that you can't do the thing that makes you happy mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so just to like I was gonna, I was gonna go back put and a action. pin yeah I was gonna go back and yeah. so what was your, what has been your favorite part of the breakup well, I wanted to go back to yours because I feel like mm-hmm. yours kind of waded away from yeah. the things that you've been enjoying over the last couple of weeks. Yes. I've just been enjoying the freedom. Just being able to hang with, hang with my friends and not have to have an end time. Or not feeling like I have to have an end time. And being able to do that four or five times a week. Mm-hmm. And not having, not having an end time at any point. Going out to any place I want to go to 
come home whenever I wanted to come home, not have anybody waiting for a call or all that, that freedom has kind of just been the thing for me. And like being able to do it in my city has just been like made it that much better to reconnect with Philly, to be able to take the long way home, to be able to let my phone die, to be able to not have a phone for as long as I did and just like not have to, to do anything. Just been the big thing. What's been my favorite part? I mean, honestly, like, just getting a lot of time back. Mm-hmm. Which I guess is kind of similar to what you're saying. But, like, it's just, you know, I think the thing about being in a long-distance relationship is when so much happens over the phone, it, it like, takes up more time than I think if you were just in the same city and didn't have to do that extra step in, like, planning things over the phone, more or less, or, like, talking through something over the phone, mm-hmm. you know? So I think... I've just had a lot of time back in my day. And I don't know. It could be kind of, like, added on to the fact that I, like, ended up my academic coursework a couple a couple weeks ago. But mm-hmm. I just feel like I have all this time. Not for nothing in the first week. That was, like, the worst part. I was like, what the fuck? Why do I have an extra 12 hours <laughs> in my day? But now I've been just, like, having so much fun. And, like, I've been traveling a lot, you know, and, and just, like, exploring different cities and doing new things and... I've been going to cycling classes a lot and, you know, just, it's been cool to like, I guess, have the flexibility back in my schedule. Mm -hmm. Cause I think, you know, while I definitely always felt like I could like go to cycling class or I could travel, like those weren't necessarily new things that I was doing, but just having the full flexibility where I know that like, I have the day to myself and I'm not trying to reserve a certain spot that I know we both have mutual time. So it's been super cool to just like, I don't know, like watch TV, like by myself too. And like forming a thought on what I think about a TV show. Cause not enough, you be talking a lot in TV shows. Okay. <laughs> Literally she waited until I got, got here this weekend to watch the whole TV show. But we That's t- one TV show that I reserve for you. <laughs> but, but I've been talking a lot. Okay. That's only one TV show okay. that I reserve for you. Okay. See, this is what happens when you try to be kind. <laughs> okay. But I do think overall, I have been super grateful. Well, we do have a grateful part, so I'm going to wait to the grateful part. Mm-hmm. Anything else that just, like, thinking about where our relationship has taken before we sort of close up with our usual usual things? Any sort of, like, final, like, preferably upbeat conversation points? Or reflection questions? or. Hmm. Mm-mm. Not really. I think I think we really hit, hit everything on on the head of all. I mean, I think the big thing is that we're not not friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like we're just not not friends, and that's. And what you mean by that is that we are friends. No, what I'm yes, which has a very different energy than a double negative. <laughs> <laughs> you always do this, and sometimes because like this. because like frame things positively, like What's we're not that? not friends. Talking about why can't I just say it? I want to say it, and this is the thing. Damn, like no, no but, but but a lot of times when people break up, they're not friends anymore. Which is true, and you can say the same thing by saying we're at the end of the day, we are friends. As a words of affirmation person, do you want somebody to say, "Well, I don't not love you." No, I don't not like your no, heart. No, but it's it's more this. Is, <laughs> No, but what I'm what I'm trying to say is that what I'm what I'm the point I'm in it on is that 
the this is not an upbeat thing. So when you say you prefer the upbeat, it's like this but is not. It, but it is. No, no, like it. It's 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 a it's, it's a, a it's a thing. It's not a negative. It's not a good or a bad thing. It's just a life experience. Well, it's and I think we get to choose like what energy we put on it. For sure, and you I chose. Oh my god! <laughs> so this is the problem right here. So I'm gonna choose a different energy, <laughs> and that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying, though. But that's a big thing, Kayla. Is that it's about my thing is that I get to say the things I want to say now, how and say sure. them without getting corrected. That's perfect. Well, when you're talking about me, I'm still gonna correct you. So <laughs> we haven't done this in a while. What's um. What's the what's what's the, what's the three things that we do? So we usually do self care, couple care, gratitude. Right, so is it self care, self care? <laughs> Maybe a self care, friend care. Self care, so, uh, no, all right, we can do self care, friend care. Self care. Well, a bitch just graduated. Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm done with grad school, which is like really fucking lit because I don't have to do shit. That's not, it's not true. You know, I still have to do shit. But I think the thing about being a full-time student and working is like the feeling pulled between so many different things. So I'm super ready for this next stage of my life that's like just focus on one primary thing and then have like, you know, my social life, which is, I think the, I think like in the last couple years that I've had one form of my social life that's like, school friends and another form that's work friends and then actually doing school actually doing work then being in a relationship and having our social life and then having friends in philly and having you know it's been i've been feeling like super super pulled in so many different directions so i'm just kind of looking forward to like taking that one big thing off my plate which is school and like moving forward with like my new my new chapter new chapter true that's dope Mm-hmm. Um, how about I take care of myself? Well, I was biking a lot. Say, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm gonna I'm gonna put a positive spin on it. I have been biking a lot, and it's been very um. I think honestly, honestly, I kind of I don't want to do bike because I think the biggest thing is like getting my phone back has been really good for my for, good for me. Like, I when my mom took it, you was on punishment. No, my phone broke, and then like. <laughs> Uh, I just couldn't really afford it at first, and then I just also was like kind of leaning into not wanting it because I I was just yeah. I was just like all right I'm not gonna do my phone but like it caused so much stress to not have a phone like I didn't just the efficiency that a phone gives you it was it was there were so many times where I was supposed to, most supposed to be there with someone and I could not find them when I got there. I could not. And I, I don't... You don't remember numbers anymore, so I don't know anybody's number. So I, I don't know those things. So once I got my phone back, the efficiency of my life, just down to even running a bike. Like, one time I left my, left, I left my cart at home and I couldn't get... And I had to walk all the way back home just to get a bike out and I ended up just catching the bus. And I was like, well, that was a waste of my time. When If I had my phone, I would be able to do it. It was, it was just so many different things that like... The efficiency of not, the, the efficiency that the phone gives you just, I didn't think about, and I've been spending a lot of time on my phone, which is definitely correctable because I wasn't always spending so much on my phone, I kind of was just like, just leaning into having a phone, and I think the big, th- the big thing that I've been feeling is like, I've been taking care of myself by, okay, 
if I want to be an adult, I got to start paying this bill so I can get this phone. I, I have to be able to afford it. Like, that's not an option. Like, I had to w- figure out a way to make this money and be able to afford this. And then I, I figured it out. And, like, I think that's been a big thing for me is, like, just um, just being able, you know, mm-hmm. just being able. I felt very unable without my phone, and I feel very able. So that's been how I've been taking care of myself is, like, putting myself in a position to be able. Mm-hmm. It's so funny because I'm still trying to get rid of my phone. Telling you it's hard. But part of it is preparation, you know. I think because I've been following Brown Kids for so long, that was one of the early, early, early conversations that they were having because Roe hasn't had a phone for years. And I remember the first time I read about it a few years ago, I was like, that's exactly what I'm trying to do. But, and uh, the question that people asked that she like answered was she was like, you know, if I'm meeting someone somewhere, I am at that place exactly at the time that I said I was going to be. I make sure I've left the house early enough that I won't be late. And I've been descriptive. Okay, I'm wearing a yellow hat today. You'll see me. I'm going to have this in my hand, you know, whatever the case is. And just really sort of thinking about, like, where am I going before I get there? How am I going to get there? What am I going to need? And, like, as as someone who already kind of does that preparation on a day-to-day, like, there's not too many things that usually kind of happen that I'm like, okay, I don't know where I'm going to go, how I'm going to get there, how I'm going to communicate with somebody, you know? So I'm definitely... I'm. I'm so moving to that place of, like, the excitement of, like, trying life without a phone and just being more connected. Because I notice, like, if I just have my phone in my backpack or, like, it's dead, I'm so much more, like, present with everything. Yeah. That was actually something I did notice is that when I did, when I did not have a phone, any conversation I did have with anybody was that much more. Because if, if at any point I pull my phone and check it, they might pull their phone and check it. When there's, there's no stopping cue in the conversation, then I can continue the conversation forever. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. We'll see what happens with that. Now, now there, you know, when I was job searching, I was like, I cannot have a phone. But now I'm kind of like, well, I cannot have a phone now. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not really expecting any major phone calls. Mm-hmm. All right. What about, why don't we do friend care for one another since we've just released to the people of this new phase of our lives? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess, I, I guess my big thing with you, I've just been more honest with it. Mm-hmm. Kind of just let myself loose. So I think for a while, I just felt like, I don't know, had to be somebody. Yeah. And wanted to make somebody happy and wanted to be that person for somebody. Wanted to be the man of your dreams and all that stuff. And, like, not really... Just allowing me to be... Uh, me allowing myself to be myself. Mm-hmm. I, I see how it's affected our relationship. And we when I am being myself the most, that's when we are having the most fun. Mm-hmm. So that's what I care being being more honest with me and you love that yes honesty my friend care for us honestly i feel like since our breakup i've been doing words of affirmation so much better with me yeah like i think i was thinking about this today how like i just have so much more energy for like even having, like, meaningful conversations with you, which is more of my love language, but, like, for, for what I need and for what you need. Like, I was just thinking about today how, like, when I was giving you those affirmations about the potatoes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like, um, for you being here and everything, like, the... Just, I felt so much more gratitude and, like, been able to, like, just say it, you know? 
recently. Mm. Which kind of feels good because it's like when when we were in our relationship, it just felt so hard sometimes to like find the thing that I was gratitude for and express it in terms of words of affirmation because of like everything that had been going on. So it's that's one thing that I like have thought a lot about in our relationship and one thing that like I want to just continue to just like be mindful of it but frankly like truly it there's been so many times like when I have had a word of affirmation it flows so much more easier than it would have a few months ago Mm -hmm. gratitude so because this is the the episode about our breakup I think we should say what we're grateful for about one another I'm gonna start so I have been grateful for like this newfound friendship because it's been dope like the conversations that we've had in the last couple months have been some of the best conversations we had in a really long time where I think like we're either just like talking about new things completely because we're out of like our usual just kind of like shaking things up and we've been having more like solo experiences that we kind of bring back to one another and talk Mm -hmm. about um and then too I think like we just come to one another with a different energy and like approach our conversations very differently which has been super super refreshing and I think we've like uncovered some new things where we were really stuck for a while and I've just been loving that like I've just been loving those conversations and just sort of like the intention and meaning that I feel like has come back to us that like I remember from a couple years ago like two years ago when I was still living in Philly, you know, when all of our conversations kind of felt like that. Mm-hmm. It just feels like that's the place that we're at again now. And it it feels super, super good. And I'm just grateful that, like, we still have su- such good conversations and value that part of our friendship. Just having conversations, doing stuff together. Like, literally, when we just walked the other day and, like, talked. That's, like, my favorite thing. That's, like, my favorite thing in the world. Just, like, walking with nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. That's been... They have a lot of time to do that. Myself. <laughs> my music and my iPhone. <laughs> but I also agree. It's one of my favorite things to do with you as well. Um, I'm very grateful. This is micro. You just want more micros. Mm-hmm. But I'm very grateful for the show Easy. Watching the show Easy with you. We watched it with AJ and Candace um, last night. The listeners don't know Candace yet. But y'all remember AJ. Y'all, every, AJ yeah. comes up every episode. Because yeah. Jordan and AJ are in love. I love AJ. <laughs> That's gonna be the next next for Nadi. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, just watching the show with AJ and Candace last night, and then kind of that that episode was the first episode. So this is this is sounds a quick synopsis. Do show. we have to? I mean, quick synopsis. <laughs> just so people can understand, like why the kind of today was watching the, watching the show was really important to me today. Um, the show is just about love and different different situation. Like it's a different couple or different person different relationship every episode mm-hmm. so like they and it's based in Chicago blah 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 and this this is the third season and they brought back some couples and left some couples away but different times they over time we've seen couples know each other and the very first episode the couple in the episode kind of reminds me a lot of me and Kayla like just very much in ideology a lot of things they experienced with, that we're going through remind me a lot of me and Kayla and then they they even I don't even know if we talked about this on the, on the, the podcast before, but me and Kayla were in an open relationship kind of for the most for most of it. For most of our relationship, we were in an open relationship. Maybe and about a year of it, yeah. About half of it. I think for, the, I think for most of it. Because we started in February. No, it was later than that. 
But it really don't matter. Well, yeah. <laughs> we, well, they open up their this relationship. This is the quick synopsis, yeah. everybody. They, they open up their relationship, so that's, that's what me and Kate did the same thing. Then they were struggling with sex things. Me and Kayla were struggling with that. A lot of the things that they were just going through, me and Kayla were going through. And it, and then, finally, this in this episode, in this, this, the last episode that me and Kayla just watched um, earlier today, they kind of had this major breakthrough. They didn't break up or anything, but they had this major breakthrough of like, it had this really good conversation. And it was just like, oh, there's hope, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I think the big thing, they didn't really come to a, a consistent agreement or anything, but it kind of was just like, oh, this show is so good just to kind of show how relationships can go. You know, it's, 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 or what, is a, what do relationships look like honestly? And it's not a reality TV show scripted, but they hit a lot of relationship points on the head. On the head. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that watching that show with your partner is one of those things. Me and Kayla paused the episode a bunch of times just to talk about what was going on in it. Yeah. So. Well, mostly I was getting heated this episode. But my man's, my man's redeemed himself, so. Anyway, so that's what you're grateful for? Are you grateful for Easy? Or are you grateful for watching it with me? Or I are said, you grateful for watching? Which part? I said I'm grateful for watching Easy with you. That's, okay. That's what I said. It's a good thing I saved it for you when you got up here. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. That's what you get for. What else you get for? I did my grateful. Oh, you're done? Oh, more things I'm grateful for let's about do, you? Let's do two. Let's do two. Okay, okay. Two things. This morning, you know, I was really motherfucking tired after I graduated yesterday. Because you know what? A bitch deserves to be tired after she earns a master's degree. And my period came on. <laughs> we be honest. So, yeah, we honest. do. So... It just, it was a lot of things happening and my body felt like the fuck. I feel like I got hit by a bus. And so this morning, I just really needed Jordan to make some potatoes. And Jordan went to the store to get some potatoes and made some potatoes. And I'm really grateful for you for making those potatoes, Jordan. That that set the tone for the day. You had a go get them spirit this morning. And you see, while I did do that... <laughs> Because I wanted to do it. A major part of it was, I know that kid would love if I made her potatoes this morning. You kind of didn't give me much of an option, but also, I know. <laughs> I was, See, I, that was I a joke. Know, it, I was like a joke. it was a joke. It was a joke. It was a joke. It was a thing I did out of the love that I have for you, but also, it's a thing I know you would like. So, I think both those things go hand in hand. Um, well, thank you. I appreciated it. They were really good potatoes. Yeah. Um, what else am I grateful for? Kayla, she put it, she put, we, me and, me, her, and, um, our brother D went to Hot Pot, um, Hometown Hot Pot, what was it called? Yeah, Hometown Hot Pot and Barbecue in Chinatown in New York City. Y'all. But it's the same, like, all Hot Pot is the same structure. Y'all. <laughs> that Hot Pot was lit. And you get to do whatever you want. It's like a, it's like a buffet, but you don't gotta get up. They yeah, it, they just bring it out. And you, <laughs> and you cook it. Yeah. The only thing I get up for is the sauces, and the sauces hit. Yeah. Everything was great. It's a really cool, like, interactive... It's a really good eating experience where you can, like, teach kids about different flavors and, like, different... I love it as, like, an educational... I don't know, the, educate, the educator in me is jumping out. I don't but, like, know how you... Because um, it's good for, like, family... For, it, because interactive experiences for me, I always think about how they're so good for like helping people learn different things. And so I guess I just thought about kids. Yeah. But I'm glad you're grateful for that. That was a really good time. I really liked that too. Yeah, it was. It was. It was been fun. I was super full afterwards. 
right. Yep, so. We'll be, be getting careful. back to y'all much quicker than we did the last time. We're super excited to be back for season two. I think we have a, a, a super clear vision on like what's coming next and what we'll have for you all. So just so y'all know, in the next couple of um, episodes, we'll, we'll sort of be jumping back and forth between just solo episodes with me and Jordan and then episodes that we've recorded with some good friends of ours. So know that we're super, super excited for what's to come and even just sort of continuing this sort of reflection-based conversation that we're having about, you know, just lessons that we've learned through being in relationship with one another, whether it's relationships with ourselves, relationship with the friend or couple who we talk to on the podcast, um, sort of all the ins and outs of what it means to be in relationship with another person. So thank you all for being here for season two. If you haven't already, please like, subscribe, leave a review for us wherever you listen to your podcast. And do stay in touch with us on social media, on Instagram, at Good Friends. Good luck. Hit us up. Thank y'all for listening to us. My art show is June 7th at Paradise Diner. It's 7.30 to 9. Get there at 7. Order some food so you can you can have a seat. Let me put this in the flyer. So you can have a seat. And then the art show starts at 7.30. You'll be perfect timing. Perfect timing. June 7th. 7.30 to 9.30. I'm reading poems. I'm showing art. Come buy some art. Come eat some food. It's lit. <laughs> I'm excited for you. I'm excited for you to have the show, and I'm glad I can make it. So, um, all right, everybody. We're, we're we're good friends, and we want y'all to have good luck. We'll see y'all next time. Ciao, ciao.